This is the Brew World Order Podcast. Welcome to the Brew World Order Podcast. My name is Mike Curtin. If you haven't subscribed yet, oh, come on now. You're just looking silly. This is episode number 53, and in this episode, I sit down with David Holmes of Apex Brewery located in Monroe, New York. David tells me what made him decide to open a brewery, why he chose the location he did, and he tells me his gateway beer into the craft beer world, which was Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. I'm not sure what my first craft beer was, but I remember sending my friends out to the store to come back with something just a little bit different than a Budweiser or a Coors Light 40. Mary just always had a stronger taste of life. Makes me wonder why people call me a picky asshole to this day. Or maybe not so shocking. Oh well, either way, I'm gonna go be a beer snob now and have a really tasty beer. And you should do the same. So sit back, crack open a beer, and please, enjoy the podcast. David Holm grew up in Orange County in upstate New York. He attended college at Cortland before deciding that college just wasn't for him. He had worked in the restaurant industry for 10 years before making his way into the IT field where he began a 23-year technology career, which included marketing, advertising, and professional sports. During his downtime, he took up a new hobby, homebrewing. As time went by, this hobby of David slowly turned into a passion. He continued to perfect his craft over the years, until some of his friends started to take notice of how amazing his homebrewed beers really were. After 17 years of homebrewing, David decided that his beers were good enough to sell to the public. And with that, he drew up a plan and raised the money needed to open his own place. And in October of 2020, he opened his doors to the public as Apex Brewery, located in Monroe, New York. And David Holm is here with me today. David, how's it going? Uh, It's going great. I'm getting ready to get up nice and early tomorrow and head out to Denver for the Craft Brewers Conference. Ah, beautiful. Sounds like a great time to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what was that that aha moment for you, uh, that spark that made you say, I'm going to open my own brewery? Uh, you know, I, I would say um, when I had some folks that I knew that worked at other breweries coming by my house and drinking beer and saying, you know, this is actually really good, um, you know, and uh, then proceeding to drink that, that beer, you know, repeatedly uh, right. and come back <laughs> and ask for it again. Gotcha. So, from the moment that you decided to open uh, a brewery to the moment you actually opened the doors, what do you think was the most difficult part for you? Uh, so, for me, uh, a lot of it is uh, understanding the concept of, like, you know, having, like, what we call in some other industries uh, minimal viable products versus, like, you know, the, the full vision of things. Okay. Um, so... For me, it was really hard to uh, kind of open the doors without having to be super complete. Um, right. But, you know, yeah. you've reached a point where you just have to stop spending money. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and you opened in October of 2019? Uh, 2020, um, actually. Oh, uh, October Right 2000. in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. We're awesome. Right. And... Uh, <laughs> How was how was dealing with that while de- you know dealing with the whole COVID shutdowns and everything? Um, how did you go about doing that? I, I mean, we were we were fortunate in that you know uh, we weren't fully shut down when we opened our doors. So like you know we were brewing beer, and because of where we were located in the state of New York, uh, we were allowed to be open with uh, a fifty percent uh, capacity. 
So um, that was great. Uh, combined with uh, the local municipality, uh, those Monroe basically like, you know, offered up, you know, the temporary outdoor seating uh, for free um, this year and last year. Um, and basically it was a, it got rid of the, the actual application fee for that. Um, so we just, you know, we sent in an application to the, uh, the temporary alterations, uh, at the SLA and we're able to like open up a, a fairly, uh, big outdoor space, which was nice as well. Gotcha. And, uh, what made you choose Monroe to open your brewery? Uh, you know, it's it's the proximity to a, a variety of nice, uh, you know, kind of touristy locations, including uh, Woodbury Commons, um, as well as you know, Harriman State Park are, are super close by. Right, um, right. And uh, and honestly, like it's uh, it's about five six miles from my house as well, which makes it nice and easy. Oh yeah, it's beautiful, easy commute. Yep. And where did you go about finding the capital to fund your business? Um, so there was a, a seed round of capital, uh, you know, the, the usual friends and families, uh, that believe in your vision. Um, <laughs> and, right. uh, yeah. you know, even, uh, some old coworkers that, uh, that got, got involved in it. Um, and then, uh, after that, uh, it was a combination of working with, um, it's the, oh, it's small business development center if i recall correctly is the actual name of the organization uh they helped me kind of groom my business plan and like find things that i had missed um and then uh we took that to uh to a bank and they were actually able to approve us for most of the rest of it um and then um the last pieces of it uh you know came from my own coffers gotcha and what was something you never thought you were going to have to deal with while opening your brewery that that's the the easy one i mean obviously we're all living through this like you know mayhem of uncertainty that is has been this uh you know covid-19 pandemic right uh, that was not something i ever saw happening um and was definitely um difficult but also uh in some ways uh, not terrible for us gotcha and besides the pandemic uh what would you say um uh, just on a daily basis is something you never thought you'd have to deal with at the brewery. You know, I, I think the, the biggest thing, uh, I mean, honestly, like day to day, you know, at the brewery, like, you know, we actually have had a pretty good with that. Um, as far as like the not have to deal with thing. Right. Um, but you know, honestly, um, every once in a while you just get somebody that comes in and it's just like, you know, not, not super nice as a human being, um, right. you know, and they take things out that people have no control over, um, on other folks. And, uh, that's kind of awful, but you kind of just roll with it. Yeah. Right. Customer service ain't a grant. Yep. Yep. You just kind of <laughs> smile and say, have a nice day. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so what qualities do you possess that make you a good business owner? Um, I, I, uh, I believe it's something that, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a concept that comes from, uh, you know, it's a programmatic thing. Um, I come from technology originally. Um, and uh, in technology, we do something called iteration, uh, you know, where you start with something and you iterate upon that to, you know, kind of meet towards an end goal or to, you know, find out what's different. Or, you know, as they say in Philly, uh, F around and find out, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so... Who do you think's inspired you the most in the beer industry? I mean, there's there's so many uh, folks out there. Uh, you know, I would say, uh, honestly, like locally, um, you know, just from, uh, you know, a bevy of styles and like doing it 
would say, honestly, Nikki and Dan are a rushing deck. Um, okay. You know, they, they, they kind of like really like boots to the ground, like, you know, just are like kind of killing it all the time on all the different styles that they do. From like a larger perspective, like a larger like, you know, window. Um, yeah, sure. You know, I, uh, every time I go to Cape May, they've made a huge change and like done something new and different. Um, and they're super nice folks. Awesome. And uh, how do you define success? And was there a moment for you that hit you that kind of made you believe that things were going in the right direction for your business? Uh, you know, for me, it, it's having like a really nice, diverse group of regulars that come in. Right. Um, you know, it's it's people that, you know, come from all walks of life, you know, all ethnicities, all genders, you know, and making sure that all of those people feel welcome and warm and enjoy the beer that they're having. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what strategies do you have uh, for marketing your business? Uh, you know, it's funny because that's something that, you know, coming from digital advertising is something that I probably could be doing a little bit better at right now. And right. I'm uh, going to spend a little bit of time while I'm not working, you know, two jobs this week to uh, maybe do a little bit of finessing on, um, you know, so for, for us right now, I think it's, um, you know, we really need to drive awareness of the, the local business. Um, the things that we've seen success with, which is really random and not what I expected at all, is honestly the local community newspaper. Right. Didn't okay. see that coming. You know, like, you know, we we, uh, we got some press in the local newspaper this week and like all of these people just showed up out of nowhere like, oh, we didn't even know you were there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how, how yeah. something like that can change. Right. Um, yeah. And it's not not what I expected at all. Yeah. So, I mean, you just mentioned you, you working two jobs. Um, how important is a, is a mental break from everything? And what does that look like for you? Uh, you know, honestly, uh, you know, I, I, it's really important and I uh, try to take them when I can. Uh, you know, I think this year uh, I went away for, uh, for my anniversary and like just delegated a whole list of tasks to, to my guys. And like they were super rock solid about it and got it all done. Right. Um, and I went down to Cape May and just like hung out at the beach, you know, um, with awesome. my wife, uh, which was lovely. <laughs> yeah. Sounds pretty awesome. So this is probably my favorite question because uh, I love to hear the response. What was your gateway beer into the craft beer world? I can tell you that in a second. Uh, and it's funny because I can remember this moment. Uh, I was at Small's Jazz Club in New York City uh, okay. with my brother. And he walked up to me and he handed, he's like, yo, you've got to try this beer. I was like, ah, oh, you know, I don't really like beer. He's like, you've got to try this beer. <laughs> he handed me a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. And, yep. you know, it was like one of these like light bulb moments where you're like, oh, beer doesn't have to suck. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Let me tell you, you're, you're not the first person to tell me that. I've had uh, many guests tell me that was their first beer. That was their first craft be uh, beer into the craft beer world that that like blew them away. Like, holy crap, what is this? You know, um, and it's wild going back to it now 
And I wonder if part of the reason it's weird going back to it now, especially on the East Coast, is because that beer doesn't move as much as some of the other beers now. Right. Um, but like it's uh, it definitely it's it's uh, it's this funny thing to go back to now and like get those same tastes. But like, you know, have the kind of counter like the juxtaposition of like the hazy and New England IPAs against it and go, ah, that's totally different than how I remember it. <laughs> yeah, right. So. um I know you you haven't owned a brewery uh, for five years, but what do you think has been the biggest change in the industry in the last five years, in your opinion? Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I'm. Uh, let's see. I think the fact that a lot of craft folks are like kind of rolling back on that, and it's funny because we we make one as well, but like rolling back on the idea of uh, craft seltzer, um, right. which was uh, everybody kind of looked down their noses at. Right. Um, and now I think the biggest change that I'm seeing is that we're we're becoming more of a craft beverage business and not just craft breweries um, in some places. Um, and I'm seeing that happen more and more. And, and I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, I think that it's definitely, uh, it's neat to experiment in, in other spaces than just the one that you initially intended to do, uh, which kind of like makes me think of like, you know, a, 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 a kind of concept that comes out of, uh, you know, the, the book by Sam from Dogfish is basically like, you know, your customers are going to tell you what's right. Right. You're not necessarily going to know what that is. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I've interviewed uh, numerous people. One, one does kombucha and, uh, uh, obviously everybody does a, a seltzer and, but some have done, done a ginger beer. So yeah, it's kind of, yeah. like you said, a craft beverage. Um, it's just, Somebody wants, everybody wants to try something different nowadays. It's not like the same, like, I don't want to taste the same thing over and over and over again. They want to, like, excite their taste buds, so to speak. Yeah, you want to still have that same aha moment like I did in the basement of Smalls. (laughs) Right, exactly. So, uh, you've homebrewed, like you said, for coming on 19 years now. Um, Yep. What's one homebrew tip that you'd want to pass on to someone? One homebrew tip. Yes. Uh, honestly, like there, there's two sides to it. One is like just stop doing extract as soon as you can. The second one is really dial in your temperature control. Um, it will change your life. Yes. And uh, what do you think's next for your brewery? What does the future look like for Apex? Uh, we're starting to talk about uh, kind of how we can make our outdoor space a little bit more permanent. Um, and a little bit nicer. Um, that's kind of what we're working towards right now. And we have a couple of different concepts that we're kind of rolling around in our heads, trying to decide what the right one is. Um, right. And then honestly is uh, the next big one is uh, moving my glycolchiller outside. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I'm actually, uh, I might make a trip up there. Not too, not too long from now to go hiking. So you may see me there right. soon. Very cool. Well, this weekend I'll be in Denver, so if you're by next weekend or so, I'll be around. <laughs> yeah, it'll definitely be the end, the end of this month, so I'll, I'll definitely be swinging by to check the place out. Um, and uh, if somebody came to you and they asked you for advice on opening their own brewery, what would you tell them? Crunch all your numbers, uh, and then when you get to the end of it and you think you've got it like super solid, uh, time to bite you. 
I'm sorry. What was the last part? <laughs> Times it by two. Oh yes, yes. I've, I've, <laughs> not the first time I heard that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, and uh, do you have that funny story for us about the name of your brewery? Yeah. Uh, so, and it's it's kind of like one of these things. It's uh, you know, I we we started uh, with the name uh, Pivot Brewery. Um, and the name was, uh, my, my wife and I met, we met playing roller derby, right? So okay. like the pivot is a position in roller derby. Um, so we were like, oh, cool. This is really great. Um, and you know, uh, we were literally just getting ready to like go through the whole funding round and we got a nicely, uh, worded email from a gentleman in Lexington, Kentucky saying, Hey, like, you know, just, you know, I'm the trademark owner of this having trademarked it like a month before. And uh, I had been kind of operating under this name and kind of moving towards getting open and for, you know, like five years in planning. Right, right. Uh, you know, just kind of trying to get everything together. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was a that was a sting. Um, and the worst part about it was is uh, I one of the many jobs I've had along the lines was I was a technical illustrator for patents and trademarks. So <laughs> I was like, well, that was, you know, something you probably knew better about. Um, and so we had to... Uh, pivot from the name pivot uh and uh you know we were bouncing it back and forth and uh the the apex uh is uh the apex of the corner uh on the tracks on the the apex of the the curves on the track in roller derby um and it's a it's a pretty common term uh for that uh it's also you know the apex of you know the quarter in skydiving which i I was a a, i was a skydiver that worked up the ranch new paltz at one point um and also at sussex in new jersey um and uh so yeah we kind of like you know we had to do that and then uh the best part about it and the part that makes it funny is uh, my wife's on Tavor one day and she sees this cider. She goes, Ooh, let me buy that. And she buys it. And then she looks at it again. She goes, Oh, that's that guy pivot in Kentucky. And she was like, all worried that I was going to be upset about it. I was like, you know, at this point it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, we have our new name. Everything's cool. Um, and the guy's cider is remarkable. Honestly, awesome. like he's, he makes great cider. Um, and it's, uh, she's super excited that the guy shipped you because she keeps buying it. <laughs> gotcha. Awesome, man. Yeah, well, actually, you mentioned skydiving in Sussex, New Jersey. I'm actually going uh, next week to that oh, same spot cool. for awesome. my first time, and I'm uh, I'm a little worried, but I think I'll be all right. <laughs> uh, my my biggest uh, you know recommendation there is uh, listen to your instructor uh, and uh, have a good time. Um, you know, I I did uh, un- just under thirteen hundred skydives over my career in skydiving. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a beautiful moment, and it shows you to live in the moment. Right, adrenaline junkie, I believe. I'm starting. Yep. To, I'm starting to see that. I'm starting to see that, Dave. Uh, so I have a, a little segment called Quick Fire Five. Five quick mm-hmm. questions, beer related. Ready? Yep. Somebody walks into your brewery. One of the beers you'd recommend they try. Uh, it just went off. Uh, you know, in my brewery, Der- uh, Derby Booty uh, would be one of my favorites personally that I always recommend. And what is that? It is a uh, like an eight point three percent stout. Mm, interesting. I might be trying that when I stop by. Uh, uh, it's off. It just went off this weekend, which is kind of sad. <laughs> oh, it just uh, went off. I got, oh, I got to get back from uh, CBC and brew like five batches of beer. It's kind of wild. Yeah, please make that one of them. Sounds delicious. Uh, if you can collaborate with any other brewery on a beer, who would it be? Uh, 
I'm actually trying to plan that out for this winter right now. And it's kind of a funny, weird little thing. Um, there's this tiny little brewery in Aruba. Um, and we've been talking really? about like maybe doing something for a few years now. So, uh, if the world doesn't shut down over the winter, uh, my plan is to try to like maybe get down there and, uh, and do a brew with him uh, in paradise. <laughs> What's the, I've been to Aruba twice. I didn't know there was a brewery. What's the name of the brewery? Uh, it's called Fireson, um, and it's like right up in Palm Beach. Tiny little thing. Awesome. I did not know that. Next time I go, I will be uh, searching for that. Uh, favorite style of beer? Uh, that's... that's uh, that's kind of a tough one because I toggle, uh, but generally speaking, I tend to go towards stouts. Okay. Um, but then lately, like my go-to, and this is going to be kind of like the exact opposite, like, you know, like is going to be like super, super clean, like Czech or Belgian style builders. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, barrel aged, imperial, or both? Uh, I mean both both okay <laughs> same same uh you have one keg of beer to hold you over for a two-week quarantine what beer are you choosing so honestly modit from unibrow all right well dave that's all i i have for you man awesome that's awesome man thank you very much i appreciate it i'm mike Curtin for the brew world order podcast here with Dave Holm from Apex Brewing in Monroe, New York. Thanks, man. You bet. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast interview with David Holmes of Apex Brewing in Monroe, New York. Whether you're passing through, you live in the area, or just visiting a friend nearby, you should definitely check him out. Also, give him a follow on social media while you're at it. Every other Sunday, I'll be releasing a new episode, so subscribe, and you'll never miss one. Also, give us a follow on social media for updates on the podcast. I'm Mike Curtin for the Brew World Order podcast. You stay safe out there.